Praise the Lord. You are listening to a word from the Lord, a radio and internet ministry of the Refuge Temple Church of Burlington, North Carolina. Refuge Temple Church is located in the heart of Burlington, NC at 152 North Main Street. Our pastor is Bishop Reginald J. Davis. Refuge Temple Church is a spirit-filled, Bible-believing, multicultural ministry ordained by Jesus Christ to serve him, his kingdom, and the community from Main Street to the world. We welcome you to join us now for anointed music and the word of God. God bless you. Get your Bibles and join me in the book of 2 Kings. 2 Kings chapter number 2. And we should be getting at verse 1. And when you have arrived, would you please stand to signify your readiness for the word. 2 Kings chapter number 2. And we shall begin reading at verse number 1. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. 2 Kings chapter Number two and verse number one. When you have it, say amen. Amen. Reading out of the word of God. And it came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind. that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Terry, here I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. And the sons of the prophets that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? He said, Yeah, I know it. Hold ye your peace. Elisha said unto him, Unto Elisha, Elisha, tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Jericho. And he said, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they came to Jericho. And the sons of the prophets that were at Jericho came to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord shall take away thy master from thy head today? And he answered, Yea, I know it, hold ye your peace. Elisha said unto him, Tarry, I pray thee here, for the Lord hath sent me to Jordan. He said, as the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And they too went on. And 50 men of the sons of the prophets went and stood to view afar off. And they too stood by Jordan. And Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the waters. And they were divided hither and thither. So they too went over on dry ground. And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And he said, thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. God bless you. You can be seated. I want to continue the thought Are you prepared for the next shift? Are you prepared for the next shift? We have been talking for almost three months concerning the 
Holy Spirit and concerning the theology of the Holy Spirit. And last Sunday, we took this text to talk about the shifting in the anointing. Um, the Bible says that we go from glory to glory, meaning that there are levels in God. I would like to say to you that my prayer is that you are not at the same level spiritually that you were last week, last month, last year, but that you can detect your own spiritual growth. And if you aren't where you desire to be, that you have in your mind, in your spirit, the desire to grow closer to God. Anybody here want to go higher? Hallelujah. There's a place in God that I want him to take me that is greater than where I started. Hallelujah. I don't want to be in the, I don't want to look up and in five years, ten years, I'm in the exact same place I started yesterday. I don't want to look back and, and not see progress in God. And, and, and that has to be an inward push because there are some people that don't want to grow. And they don't want to grow because they don't want to do what it takes to grow. There are some things that as a believer you have to operate and prepare yourself with the ideal that God wants to advance me in the kingdom. Now, I, I want to be very clear because I think what has happened in the church is people think advancement comes with the conferring of new titles. Come on, somebody. And, and so, because they want to feel more important, they suddenly have been called to be elder. They call themselves evangelists. They call themselves apostle. They call themselves bishop and archbishop and archapostle and mini pope and anything else they want to put on themselves because they've attached efficacy to a title. Come on, somebody. But, but in the kingdom, the anointing comes before the title. Oh, hallelujah. In other words, God positions you where he wants you to be, and it takes man to catch up with what God has already done. Oh, hallelujah. If you are a man of God, God has already called you that long before anybody identifies it. In fact, if I could be real, most of the time we don't tend to validate verbally what we know God has done. There is a fear in the church. I don't know what it is. Call it a crab mentality. Call it jealousy. Call it whatever you want to call it. But there's a mentality in church that people can see what God is doing in your life but never recognize it. And that's why you can't allow just the word of a person to affirm who you are in God. Hallelujah. If they never give you the props that you think belongs to you, if God has anointed you, it's going to be evident that God has anointed you. Oh, 
Shata. In fact, I'd rather, oh God, can I, can I be real? I'd rather have the anointing than a title any day of the week. Oh, hallelujah. And, and, and I live in a title-driven culture. And I've gone, in, in, in my 42, three years of being saved, I've gone from junior deacon to minister to junior pastor to elder to assistant pastor to senior pastor to district elder to bishop. But none of that stuff matters if I don't have the presence of God flowing in my life. You can call me Reg as long as I'm anointed. Oh, hallelujah. You you can call me Davis as long as I'm anointed. You can call me hey short bald headed man as long as I'm anointed by God because I'd rather have the anointing on my life than anything else. Oh Satama, tell somebody I'd rather have the anointing. I'd rather have the anointing. The story of Elijah, Elijah and Elisha is significant because it shows us two very different people. And, and, and I want to break this mentality that to be anointed, you got to become like somebody else. And there's a lot of people that fear the anointing because they don't want to lose who they are in being anointed. I came to tell you that the only thing you're going to lose by being anointed is your sin and your bad attitudes. Come on, somebody. And you need to lose that. Come on, somebody. I, I, I need to help somebody in here because you think your nasty attitude is who you are. I pray to God that is not who you are. I pray to God that's the product of bad experiences and negativity. And when you get anointed, God frees you. I of some stuff. If you got the anointing and you ain't free of your attitude, I need you at the altar before I make the altar call. Because if the anointing is is on your life, God is going to free you of everything that has made you negative. And so if I lose the negativity, I still become me. And, 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 and we've got to stop trying to make people after our image of what we think spirituality is. That, that you know, I, I say this often, I mean it respectfully, but it, it's the truth that there is no spiritual efficacy in your cultural biases. Come on, somebody. The fact that you got to wear stockings versus bare-legged coming to church, that's a cultural, that's a cultural thing. Can I be real? That's a cultural thing. That's a cultural thing, all right? You know, yes, we ought to be modest because it's hard to package the anointing in, 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 um, in hoochie. Come on, somebody. It's hard to package the anointing. <laughs> Y'all didn't see that coming. It's okay. It's, it's hard to package the anointing in, in Casanova and Player. Come on, somebody. It, it, it's hard to be thug and be anointed at the same time. All right. So there is a life change that comes with the anointing. But I don't think, and I'm going to be real, I'm looking across this congregation, and I am so blessed to look at a congregation of different people that are connected by the same spirit. Oh, God. I, I, I mean, I just, I, just, just, I, I know it's not, it, it's not church decorum, but just look across the room. 
and look at different faces and different ages and different ethnicities and different educational backgrounds, some of y'all country and some of y'all hood. Come on, somebody. But everybody got the Holy Ghost. Can I, can anybody want to be real about that? Let's see, see, now, now, now the hood folk done got insulted. It's all right. Oh, God, I got a little hood in me, but I got the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. God knows how to deliver people. And God needs a diversity of people in his kingdom. So he chooses two very different men, Elijah and Elisha. And Elijah is the senior prophet. But Elijah had a limited time of ministry. And, and, and I need to impress this. I, I, I want to talk to my seniors and I want to talk to my young people. My seniors, this is the era of your life where you need to start passing stuff Come on, somebody. You need to be praying right now. Lord, give me somebody that I can deposit what you've given to me into them. Maybe they live in your house. But if they don't live in your house, say, Lord, lead me to somebody. Because you've been so good to me, I don't want to go to the cemetery carrying all that I know. And I don't drop it off into somebody else. Oh, hallelujah. You need to be praying. I, you're not going to, to death tomorrow or the next day. But I need you in this season of your life to say, Lord, show me somebody that I can transfer. Oh, shatana, into them. Everybody that's my age. You ought to be praying right now. Lord, show me somebody that I can transfer what you've given to me into them. And if you're a young person, you ought to have enough humility to say, Lord, send me somebody that will show me what I need to know in this generation. My young people, I love you. But there's no way possible you know everything you need to know about God right now. You need somebody to show you something. You need somebody to guide you. You need somebody to encourage you. And, and, and we ought to be a ministry that is an active transference. I'm receiving from God, and I'm giving it out to somebody else. I'm learning and I'm giving. I'm learning and I'm showing. I'm learning and I'm teaching. I'm learning and I'm bestowing because that's how ministry stays alive through the generations. You know, I don't know when the Lord's going to come so it is quite possible that I might die before the rapture. But if I die before the rapture the work will not die with me if the work is of God. God's going to have somebody that I can transfer what I know into them so that the work can progress. I'm looking at the young people that I've, I've watched a whole generation of children become adults. 25 years. I remember when some of you folks that are working and got jobs and your own places and, and married, when, when you were children, Come on, somebody. And, and, and first of all, what a blessing that some of you still know the Lord now. Yeah. Hallelujah. I, I watched some of you come 
as very young adults. Watch Trail when he came out of Robinsonville, right? What, what, what's the little town? You could Plymouth, right? Windsor, some, 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 little, some little towns down east. Came out of down east, and he was a combination country and hood, all kind of wrapped up in the, in the one. And came to A&T and um, raw, raw. But I've watched the Lord refine this young man. Come on, that's right. It's, it's okay. It's okay. And more than refine him, I've watched God anoint him. Oh, hallelujah. And, and, and what a blessing to see it because it says to me when I look at him and I look at Maya and I look at Nevin and I look at Jessica and I look at Joel and I look at Geneva, it says that there's a future for the body of Christ because God is still saving. Y'all, I, I need y'all to get this. And, and just last week or just two weeks ago, God filled Daniel with the Holy Ghost. God is still saving because God intends for the body of Christ to live beyond all of us, should the Lord tarry. So here is Elijah, different kind of guy, suddenly being told by God, anoint your successor. And Elisha, and this is the part, I pointed this out this weekend, and, and I, want, I need you to get this. Elisha was not in the school of the prophets. There were schools for prophets where they spent time with Elijah and he taught them and he educated them and he um, shared with them what he knew about the prophetic office and the prophetic gift. But when it was time to choose the successor, he didn't go to the classroom to get the successor. Elisha was plowing oxen and the Lord told Elijah, that's the one. And Elijah throws his mantle on Elisha. And Elisha drops what he's doing and answers the call of God upon his life. I need y'all to get with the reality that God makes his own decisions about who he anoints. And he doesn't ask your opinion and he doesn't let you vote. Come on, somebody help me in here about some of y'all mad because you wanted to pick who God uses because you had in your mind a perceived criteria but man looks on the outward appearance but God looks on the heart and there's somebody sitting here that's struggling because you weren't the choice of other people but the hand of God is on your life you weren't the person that people went to you weren't the person that they looked at you didn't fit the profile of what folk think they wanted in ministry but God has a way of cutting through all of that stuff and finding somebody that will avail themselves to the presence and power of God that is in their life I'm trying to tell somebody in here it doesn't matter if people don't approve of you if people reject you if people think you don't fit in if God's hand is on your life it doesn't matter because God's will is going to be done Oh, shatana masitana. Look at somebody say, I'm so glad I was God's choice. Oh, God. See, y'all didn't catch that. Y'all didn't catch that. Because don't you know, there were some people that didn't even want you in church. 
let alone say I'm called to do something. And, and, oh, see, see, y'all know me as pastor and bishop, but my life has been that of an outsider. about it. I get along with the power structure because it's the power structure. But if I could be honest, I have always felt like a stranger sometimes in my own house. And the only thing that has kept me is the fact that the Lord said, I chose you. Oh, hallelujah. It doesn't matter. And, and God said, if I chose you, I'm going to validate you. Oh, God, if I chose you, I'm going to stand with you. And the results will speak for themselves. That's why some of y'all ought to be rejoicing right now. Because people thought you would not make it. People thought you would not survive. But here you are, still sitting in the house of God, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubt. I need a grateful person that knows if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side the enemy would have swallowed me up but yet I'm here oh hallelujah Woo, God come on testify to somebody tell them the devil don't like it but I'm still here oh hallelujah the devil don't like it but I'm still here the devil tried to run me out but I'm still here the devil tried to kill me but thank God I'm still here So, God chooses somebody from the outside, chooses somebody that wasn't a part of the school, and says, that's the one that will replace Elijah. And here's what's powerful, and I need y'all to get this. I said this last night, I want to say it to all of you. You are chosen for the anointing long before you choose to pursue the anointing. Let me say it again. You are chosen for the anointing long before you choose to pursue the anointing. In fact, a lot of us here had a completely different plan for our lives. Anyone about, anybody want to be honest about that? This ain't what you plan to do, and it sure wasn't ministry, and it sure wasn't working with folk, and it sure wasn't praying and teaching and preaching and all the stuff that comes with ministry, but God said, I chose you. Before your mother knew your father, I chose you. Before the zigzag lightning played her games across the universe, I chose you. Before the morning stars sang together and the sons of God shouted for joy, I chose you. Before you even knew what your name was, God said, I chose you. Oh, Shatar, the devil tried to kill you, but I would not let you die because I chose you. Folk tried to come for you and take you out, but I stopped them because I chose you. Oh, hallelujah. Let me be real honest. You tried 
to self-destruct, but I chose you. Anybody here tried to self-destruct themselves, tried to take yourself out? Just didn't want to be what God wanted me to be. But God said, I chose you. And so my will is going to be manifested in your life. So here's Elisha, now chosen by God. And Elijah is preparing for his exit. And it's in Elisha's heart. I got to stick close because he's going to deposit something before he leaves. And when the Lord is getting ready to anoint you, he plants in you this urge to get closer. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You start fasting on your own. You start praying on your own. And you really don't know why you're doing this, but it's God telling you to get ready for what I'm about to do in your life. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Look at somebody say, the Holy Ghost is pushing you to get closer. And so, Elisha feels this press to get close to Elijah. And Elijah is trying to leave him. Starts in Gilgal. And y'all remember we talked about Gilgal last Sunday. That Gilgal is the place of separation. That there's some things that God has to separate out of your life. Because they will compromise the anointing that is in your life. Let me say it again. There's some things that have to be separated out of your life because they will compromise the anointing that's assigned to your life. If I could be really blunt, there's some people that have to be separated out of your life because those people will compromise the anointing that is in your life. Everybody sitting here got somebody that's a drag on your anointing. I need you to be real. And some of them are sitting in church beside you. But you can't allow them to keep you from receiving what God has for you. You have to have the mindset, I love you, but I need you to over there because I'm trying to get something from God. I'm trying to receive something from God. So, Elijah tries to push over or push Elisha away. And Elisha says, as the Lord liveth and my soul liveth, I will not leave thee. They go from they go from Gilgal to Bethel. Everybody say Bethel. And Bethel is the house of God. And the key to the anointing is the abiding presence of God. And, and, and I can't emphasize this enough that it's so important in the corporate setting that we arrive at the presence of God. All of the stuff that we do the prayer, the praise and worship, the choir singing, the inspirational thought, the sermon that is preached is all designed to bring us into the presence of God. 
See, when I was a young preacher, I preached for the amens and the hand claps and even the folks dancing. Can I be be honest about that? And, 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 And then wisdom taught me what you're after is the presence. Because folk can dance and there be no presence. Choirs can sing and there be no presence. You can go through the whole order of worship and there be no presence. But if you do it God's way, there's a spirit that falls in the place that is God's way of saying, I'm here to do what I, what I came to do. And, and, and so it doesn't matter to me if I preach t- 10 minutes or if I preach an hour. But at the end of the message, I need the presence. In fact, all through the message, I need the presence. Because the Bible did not say, let him that have an ear hear what the pastor says. The Bible says, let him that has an ear hear what the Spirit says to the church. And the Spirit can't speak if the Spirit is not present. So I need the Spirit to be in this place because you don't need a word from Reggie Davis. You need a word from the lips of Jesus Christ. Anybody here need the presence to show up in the house? You know, Shatanama. I, I, I remember Mike and Mother Foster, and some of y'all remember old church before we had praise breaks. Come on, somebody. Where the spirit just started moving from one side to the other. You didn't have to announce it. You didn't have to tell the folk to say nothing. He would just start moving. And when the Holy Ghost touches somebody that got the Holy Ghost, they going to praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. You ain't got to tell them clap your hands and lift your hands and open your mouth and touch your neighbor. Maybe that's why we got Corona. So we can stop touching our neighbor and start touching Jesus. Because us, oh my God, because God's presence. God's presence has to be in the place. We sincerely hope that you were blessed by this broadcast today. If you desire prayer or want more information about our church, please call us at 336-570-3664. Again, that's 336-570-3664. You can also go to our website for more information about our ministry at www.refugetemplenc.com. Again, that's www.refugetemplenc.com. Pastor Reginald and Lady Charity Davis and the Refuge Temple family would like to invite you to worship with us whenever you are in the Burlington area. If this ministry has blessed you, please write to us at P.O. Box 3552 Burlington NC 27215. That's P.O. Box 3552 Burlington NC 27215. Or email us info at refugetemplenc.com. That's info at refugetemplenc.com. God bless you and until next time, shalom, shalom. <laughs>